Hello, my friend. It's Coach Joseph, your host of the Mindfully Resilient Podcast. Now, if you're new to the show, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to you. Thank you for tuning in. You know, through this podcast, I'm able to channel my passion for leading you, which in turn fulfills my purpose to inspiring and empowering you to be the best version of yourself. So at the time of recording this episode, it's March 21st, 2020. The global community is going through one of the biggest challenges this generation has ever faced. We're in the midst of the COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus outbreak. Just over a week ago, as the World Health Organization declared it a pandemic, people went into a state of panic to the point where all the toilet paper and all the disinfecting products, including hand sanitizer, disappeared from the shelves. And to think about it disappeared as kind of a kind of an understatement. It would, they were more like ripped from the shelves. Countries, states, provinces, and cities one by one started initiating their state of emergency protocols. We saw gyms and small businesses, schools, and public facilities all shut down temporarily. People started self-isolating and started practicing social distancing in order to help flatten the curve. Now, what do I mean by the curve? Well, if the number of people infected within a given period of time cross a certain threshold, the medical care system would not be able to keep up, plain and simple. And the people who are affected the most by this virus who are really susceptible to falling severely ill are the elderly and individuals already with underlying illnesses, mainly respiratory. So you really felt the panic, the anxiety, and the fear develop in the air. It was absolutely surreal when this was all start when this was all happening you know a week later it's still unreal it's still surreal you wake up in the morning thinking it was all a bad dream or just a horrible movie you saw the night before only to realize as you get out of bed you still need to stay home no visiting friends or family with the exception of delivering the essentials to your parents who cannot leave their homes you know people had to start practicing strict hygiene, mainly washing their hands. I mean, you have to be, you know, we all want to maintain hygiene, but you have to be vigilant about it. Really focus on washing your hands, spending a good 20 seconds. I mean, I mean, there were posts out there with people washing their hands, singing happy birthday. I mean, that's what it took to make sure you kept your hands clean and avoided spreading the virus. You know, with businesses closed and the requirement to practice self-isolation, everyday lives of so many have been interrupted, have just been thrown off. Parents currently need to stay home and homeschool their children to keep educate, the education momentum going. And employees have to work from home. So imagine those parents who have to work from home, work remotely, and provide homeschooling for their children. Imagine the stress. And don't forget, no social gatherings whatsoever, anywhere. You know, and fitness routines are thrown off. And can you just imagine those people who are relying on those weights, the machines at the gym to, to get those gains? They must be freaking out right now. There are also a lot of people going through a financial crisis, going through financial stress, especially if they're self-employed, like physical therapists, plumbers, and many fitness professionals like myself. They're not sure if they can sustain the lack of income for more than two weeks. So, as you can imagine, there's an emotional downward spiral. Now, this episode is kind of a special episode because 
I want to be able to help you keep your head up, to keep that positive positivity going. So I sit with three people in this episode who share how they've responded to the COVID-19 pandemic and how they're keeping the resilience tank from going empty. Candace Axford, a personal trainer, senior tactical fitness instructor and author in the making. Rachel Ostrander, a public service worker, roller derby pro, and a mother of two. And Patrick Savuri, a personal trainer and a father. You know, I had a great time chatting with all of them and I was really inspired by each of their stories. So I hope they inspire you as well to persevere through all of this with a positive mindset in the best way you can. You're doing great today? Yes. Yes, yeah. yourself? Uh, yeah, well, managing like the rest of the, the rest of the world rather than saying population. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was telling uh, my wife earlier, Suzanne, like, it just feels surreal. You know, sometimes when we have a case or something going on, it's usually localized, usually national, provincial, whatever it is. But here it's like everybody's in the same boat. And yes. Like, I think, I think my, we've, as a culture, as a society, we've have been accustomed to all these movies about contagions, about outbreaks. I, I, I feel like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning with zombies on my street. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, no. So what I wanna get started, obviously, uh, I want to, um, Get to uh, get to get to recording this podcast to inspire uh, other people to let them know that you know they're not alone, and some people have different uh, resilience levels. Okay, so some people have a low resilience tank, you know, and that's something that's an opportunity to work on, and others, you know, just have that anxiety. So I want to be able to let people know that you know there are ways to manage to cope, and that they're not alone. And and also see, especially you, it's great that you want to join, you want to do this because you are a coach and you have the skills to help coach people through uh, rough terrain. Right? Yes. So bef before we get started into the nitty gritty of the conversation, can, can you tell the listeners and the viewers as well, who is Candice? So, well, uh, my name is Candace Axford, or also known as Spark Plug. Um, I am a personal trainer and a level two certified uh, boot camp instructor through Sergeant Ken at Start Fitness. Hoo ha! Um, hoo ha is right. Um, I work at a an incredible gym in London, Ontario called Fit Club Boot Camp. So if you're in the area, come check us out. Um, I've been working there for about three years now. Um, it's mm -hmm. incredible. Um, I am working on becoming a level one certified holistic life coach through Paul Check. That's coming up in April. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, I am a sister to six siblings. Um, I'm an auntie. I'm a friend. I'm a coach. Um, I'm just a big ball of uh, love and hugs and kindness. <laughs> I just like to spread it all over the place. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And like, let me take it down a deeper level now. Who are you really? Who am I? What's your why? What's your purpose? What drives you? What drives me? Um, honestly, 
my motivation comes from serving others, um, whatever that may be. Um, I find I get uh, my most fulfillment when I can see um, the heart, the soul, and the mind, mm-hmm. um, and everything connects um, with someone that I'm working with, and and really see them um, connecting within themselves. Um, that is what I really drive for and live for, and have a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, um, doing and and helping people find. So I like helping people find their calling, find why they're alive, why they're here. And uh, I do that by um, serving them um, with fitness, with nutrition, with life coaching, um, with guidance, with support and, and all of that. So that that's my purpose. And that that's why I'm here, I believe, is that I'm meant to uh, serve others and, and, and help them become their their greatest self um, in whatever that may be in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes at a very important time right now um, where we're just, you know, we need to be there for others, stranger, strangers, family, friends, whoever. Yeah. To get through this um now you mentioned you worked at um you work at a studio what was the, the uh, in burlington right uh and london ontario it's called fit club boot camps fit club boot camps now are you guys you guys i'm sure have been impacted by this by COVID 19 um are yes. you guys currently open is the studio open or has it been officially closed we are officially closed. There is no boot camps. There's no PT happening. Um, we we are we are shut down. Um, what we are doing to keep our community together is uh, doing virtual classes online, um, uh, hosting them through Zoom, uh, so people can join in and and be with the coach and the rest of the group. Uh, we're uh, having daily challenges posted in our Fit Clubbers. Uh, page. So if you would like to join us, go ahead. It's called Fit Clubbers on Face Club, uh, Facebook. Um, we're having a Zoom community calls where we're just getting on and just chatting with the group just to stay connected with no no intention, just laughs and, 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 and community. Um, so as much as uh, us trainers and, and, and the call for my boss to, to make the, the shutdown um, has impacted us financially. Um, it definitely has not impacted us um, uh, spiritually and family-wise. Um, we're doing our best to uh, to stay connected and keep everyone motivated and going through this rough time and and, and keeping a positive mindset. Yeah, that, that's key. When when times get tough, you really it's hard. It's practice. It's like muscle training and the muscular training. You, you've got to practice like with that one piece of gratitude, that one piece of positivity. Um, that's why your podcast is Positive Spark Plug. Uh, and I mean, that's what we need the most. We need to smile, right? You know who tells us to smile every day? Uh, TD, Todd Durkin, Mind Right Maniac. Um, yeah, so I've seen that and I've seen a few of our fit, prof, uh, our fit fan members uh, really, really taking it, it, not taking it, no, obviously we're all taking it hard, but really like a huge hit. And, um, and the other night, the other day he posted a live video and he was informing his members that he was closing temporarily and he got emotional and it just broke my heart, you know? And as 
fitness professionals, as uh, independent, self-employed uh, people, you know, like therapists and uh, counselors, we're all in the same boat. And it's by, especially uh, therapists, we need to do manual work. That's yes. the hard thing. Um, and it's, it's the toughest and it's hard to see it happen. And so it's going to be a lot of struggle. But um, I'm glad that your studio is still running uh, these classes virtually uh, in order to, um, you know, keep that momentum going. So hopefully soon when we reopen, you still got that mindset. Everybody is still, it's like nothing, like this was a, just a big pause break uh, yeah. in our lives. And are you finding this? So let me take a step back. When did you start self-isolating? Or uh, we, Sunday. Sunday? Yes. So right now it's day six. How are you feeling about that? Or day, day five? How are you feeling about that? Um, I'm, I'm okay. I've been keeping my, my, myself busy with, uh, cleaning around the house. Uh, my attic, uh, space that I live kind of is my space in the house that I'm living in, um, is, uh, kind of full of boxes and, and, and reno stuff. So I've organized that so that I had a space to work out. So I've been doing that. Um, I have been, really focusing in on um, narrowing in on what's important um, because uh, before all of this, life was just so hectic and busy and, and it really felt like, you know, everything was important. Like all of my ideas and all of my goals and dreams and, and, and all of, and all of the stuff that I wanted to do and, and thought I needed to do um, or thought that were extremely important um, and needed to get done when they needed to get done. Um, I'm just taking a step back and just really thinking about, okay, what, what really is a priority and what is important? Because if you put importance or high importance on absolutely everything in your life, then really what is important? Nothing. Right. So I'm just trying to think of, OK, what in my life is extremely important right now that I can take this time that the the whole entire world is giving me mm -hmm. um, to to narrow in on what I can do that is going to help me fulfill my purpose. Um, that's going to help me fulfill myself. And, and that is is connecting with it. Uh, with connecting with people and helping them find themselves. So I'm working on uh, my eight week mastermind, getting uh, self full to self flowing right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going through my podcast episodes and I'm collecting all of my guests uh, um, uh, perspectives on positivity and writing them down so that I can get my book that I'm starting that I want to write started. Um, wow, so fantastic. I'm just taking time to really focus in on what I need to do. Um, but I'm also taking time to relax. I'm a really go, go, go person. And, um, I'm, I'm trying to take this time as maybe a, a reset on how to, you know, relax my body. So I'm doing some more stretching. I'm taking time to do some breath work, meditate a little bit, just reset my body from, you know, always feeling that it needs to be on high speed. Mm -hmm. 
So you mentioned something interesting about just prioritizing. And I remember uh, I, yesterday there was a post uh, by Leif Babin, uh, co-author of Extreme Ownership. And he co-authored authored that with um, uh, Jocko Willink. Excellent book, by the way. I highly recommend it. Uh, great read. It's not just for business, but uh, it applies. For, it's for business. It's a business book, but it applies for personal life as well. And I applied that in my life uh, since reading it. And he reminded us one of the principles of extreme ownership, prioritize and execute. What do you have control over right now to make yes. the best of the situation? And in past podcasts, past episodes, uh, and in my coaching, I asked, rather, rather than working how things or forcing how things should be, work with what they are. And yes. we're in the situation we're given... We're given this, how I say it, this, this event. What yep. can we do with it? What positives, what elements do we have control over that we can use to our advantage to thrive, to continue thriving? Okay, yes. That, but- that, like, uh, uh, I, I sent a video out on Instagram, IGTV, and my Facebook yesterday about um, um, one word that really, to me, stands out for this whole scenario, and it's responsibility. And... Um, it can be looked at in, in any situation in life, but for this situation specifically, responsibility popped up to me because we all have one right now that is really critical for us to be taking. And I also have thought of different ways of looking at responsibility and it's our response. Um, it's our ability to respond to what is happening. So not only is it our responsibility to you know, do our due diligence and stay inside and do proper hygiene and do what is necessary, clean that, you know, keep everything around us, you know, clean to the best of our ability. But also, what are we doing um, in order to, um, within our ability to respond to this within a positive mindset so that we can um, grow from this so that when hopefully um, it subsides and then goes away, um, we are thriving and better as individuals, but as a community and as a world all together. So how are we responding um, is really important. And then what are our abilities within this um, time frame that we can use to um, grow ourselves and our, and our community in the world? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really interesting, you know, and I, um, you know, speaking of just our involvement in the world and the community, I just had a conversation with, uh, with a mutual friend of ours uh, by the name of Stephanie, and it, I mentioned, I, I just pointed out that it's, it's weird. We're, we are practicing social distancing. However, I feel like we are more connected in a weird way, thanks to technology, because yeah. we're all going through this together, but we're growing together and we're all supporting each other. So yes, there's social distancing, but there's, how is it? Social growth at the same time, yeah. like a paradox. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's beautiful to, um, to look at it with that perspective as ways that, you know, we can connect with people all over the world um, through technology. And, and, and it's as simple as, as reaching out to people. And especially in a time right now where if you already are somebody that feels lonely um, throughout 
their life or throughout days and periods of time or have anxiety, um, I really urge you to, um, to reach out to people it, as simple as finding a zoom app and downloading it and, and finding a 30 minute time to chat with somebody, FaceTiming, reaching out through Facebook message, uh, text message, calling, whatever it may be, but please, as much as they say, social distance, do not distance yourself through connection because that is extremely, extremely important, especially in this time. Um, while mm -hmm. we're all, we're all needing it. Um, and that's, what's going to help us get through this. Right. Amen on that. Amen. I mean, uh, so I see you're, you're, you're really managing. You got this positive mindset. My next question was going to be uh, what is your mindset right now? And I could see it's like, it's positive. It's seeing the, the, the light. It's working. Just trying to find that light. It's find that little spot working what, with what you have control over and celebrating that small win or working with that small step forward. Um, now, what would you tell somebody for those feeling stuck right now? Like they're lost. There's a darkness. They're lost somewhere in there. What would you say to them to comfort them, to point them into the direction of the light? Let's say you're coaching them right now. What would you tell them? Um, I would first start off with that gratitude starts with little things. Um, so as much as right now we have a huge thing that is bringing fear to the forefront of all of our minds and our lives, um, gratitude starts with the small things. And when we um, are able to shift our energy into gratification and appreciation um, we can then see it um, throughout all of our all of our world and our life, and mm -hmm. we can start picking out the small things um, from um, your nephews, nieces, children running up to you and giving you hugs, for even just going outside and coming back in, and they missed you that much. To um, somebody taking the time to you know paint that wall because they have it this time, you know, and saying thank you, um, setting up those dinner dates that you know you and your wife or spouse haven't had time for um just finding those little tiny things that um are so important for us to be grateful for because they are really what matters and and bring the bigger things um to light and really allow us to to live with it within joy and appreciation so find those things um also it's really important to move your body and mm -hmm. and active um whatever that may be i know it's social distancing but go for a walk i know that i guess now we're not supposed to be going to playgrounds so don't do that but you know go for walks with your family go for a walk with yourself if you have a dog stay active somehow get fresh air go outside um but do what you need to do, sit-ups, walk on the spot. It doesn't have to be um, intensive all the time. It can be, honestly, while you're watching a TV show and commercials come on, get up and move your body. Um, but just move, stay active, because when your body's moving and, it, and it's flowing, all those really good um, uh, doses of, uh, of, of uh, in general and what we need to uh, stay positive within our mind are going to flow through. And then, also, uh, another thing is right now, um, I find it's really important that we let um, what is in our minds get out and, and flow. 
um, creatively, brain dumping, uh, journaling, gratification, whatever it may be, speaking to someone else, talking, writing, I don't care what it is, but it's really important that we allow our inner self to flow right now, especially when we are feeling already so trapped and isolated um don't don't because your your outside body is is trapped within a house don't let your insides uh feel trapped as well get it out get it out get it out (laughs) so you hear that folks release release what's inside let it out don't cage it in we may keep you caged in the physical world but not in the out and not within you know you keep those emotions going keep those emotions thriving all right so before we end this call um how can people reach you how can people what should they know about cannabis how how can they get in touch with you how can they get a dose of the spark plug um you can reach me on facebook at candace axford you can reach me on instagram at spark plug wellness you can reach my podcast um find it on all platforms it's positive spark plug um you can um yeah those are pretty much my my platforms right now um i'm in the midst of working on my own website um so that i can get my eight-week mastermind out there um and and my podcast uh, a platform for people to search and and my um seminars that i'm hosting and all that kind of stuff um so stay tuned for that uh but right now my instagram and my facebook is my uh, main way of reaching me excellent excellent uh also out of curiosity do we expect any live workouts on ig or facebook in the next uh, coming days yes i was planning on doing uh some tabata workouts and some hit workouts oh awesome that's fantastic just to get that mind right to keep people going oh yeah staying confident excellent well candace thank you very much and you stay safe there out there stay healthy And we will, like I've been telling everybody, we will emerge from this more resilient together. Yes, we will. Excellent. Take care. Thank you for having me. Take care as well. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're... We are, how would I say it, surviving now, but we're doing, we're doing good uh, here in, uh, up in Toronto. Um, so, like, yeah, so how, you know, like, who are, by the way, for those of you listening out there, uh, Rachel is one of my first uh, life coaching clients uh, back in the day, I think a couple of years ago. And do you mind if I share? Uh, yeah, go what ahead. You're going for Yeah, so. Rachel had this big goal of running a half marathon, the Seattle half marathon. And um, she's one of my success stories. I like to share the story because it is inspiring. Uh, there was, she, uh, so we had this plan. She was stuck. She didn't, she, she had this uh, block of where to start with the, uh, with training, with her run and finding these running groups. And, um, but through coaching, she was able to find these groups and run with them, groups that run at their pace. So for runners out there, if you're interested in running, you gotta, if you want to run with a group, you got to find a group that runs at your pace. So if you're running a sub six, do not do if you're, if you're running a sub, a sub six, don't run of a sub five or a sub seven. You know, depend. You want to go with a speed at uh, a group at your pace, because if not, you will tire out really fast. And so with all this training and uh, anyway, she ended up finding these groups of Facebook, these running groups and finding these groups that ran at her pace and she was training and she's, and I, from what you told me, Rachel, you were running more races than you thought you ever would. 
and mm-hmm. uh, throughout that time. And on, you did not run the half marathon, but I think all the additional stuff you were doing probably equates to more than that. Yeah, I ended up finding a really good fit for me, which was being outside and running. So my original goal turned into something completely different, um, but I found a love that I could make my own. I sort of customed it, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So. Nice. And by the way, you inspired me to get running too. <laughs> so nice. the, following year, <laughs> the following year, I got myself an Apple Watch and for some, it was a Nike edition, Nike Run Club, and I decided to run. And then that's like, yeah, so I was doing that regularly. Um, so that, that's great stuff though. Like I really, it, when I share that story with a lot of uh, my, my athletes, um, uh, it's quite inspiring to see that, you know, it is possible. You do have this belief system where you think it's impossible, but it is, you actually have control. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mindset. That's so true. before we begin, who is Rachel? <laughs> Rachel <do> is, <laughs> um, I work in public service. I have two kids. Um, I am a very social person, very empathetic person. Um, I would say most of my life, um, and my sole purpose would be to help others. Um, and that has shifted as I've gotten a little bit older to where I realize I also have to do certain things for myself to help other people. Um, but I just, I'm a very social outgoing mom worker, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you pretty much, you answered my other question too. It's like, if you go deeper, who is really Rachel? Like, what mm-hmm. is your purpose? What is your passion? I mean, just to help others. That's, that's like a very noble uh, thing, a very noble mindset to have. And uh, how do you, what do you feel when you help others? What, what feelings do you get? Like, does it make your soul sing? What can, how can you describe it? Um, so to give you guys a more personalized background about me, um, I do struggle with panic and anxiety disorder. Um, it's something that I've sort of grown up with and had to learn about. And so, um, one of the ways I combat that is to frequently think about how other people are doing. Sometimes that's a healthy thing and sometimes it's not, but, um, I would say that it makes me feel better because I think sometimes we're polarized right now in society, even with social media mechanisms and ways of keeping in touch um, to sort of bridge the gap with communications, if you will. So for me to be there and really listen and be empathetic and um, aware of how other people are doing not only helps me, but makes me feel like I'm able to impact other people. Wow. That's great. That's great. I mean, especially now in a time uh, uh, more needed more than ever to be more resilient and, and for those uh, going through anxiety and, you know, they're panicking. Uh, heck, we all went in the whole world, witnessed panic uh, <laughs> last week. Um, uh-huh. the, you know, it's, the, you know, you could tell from the Costco lines and. Uh, and yes, very stores. much so. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. And when you have that uncertainty, it's uncertain future, that's when the anxiety, uh, you know, kicks in and the panic kicks in and we didn't know what was going on. And that's why a lot of people, you know, reacted versus responded um, in this situation. So, I mean, now you're in Seattle We this whole COVID-19, the whole point of this podcast, the reason why I'm doing it, you know, obviously it's just to inspire others. Um, 
to show that we, you are not alone. Nobody's right. alone in this. We're all going. We're on. We're all on the same boat right now, uh, going through self isolation, social distancing. Um, how long? When did you start? Today, we're we are March twenty first. So, how long have you been social? Well, self isolating. Right. So Seattle has been in the news a lot um, related to COVID nineteen. I've been working from home probably about two weeks now. Um, and keeping tabs on, on what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say about two weeks really self-isolating. Um, and that involved the transition of getting all my materials to be able to work at home, um, the kids' schools closing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out how to make that balance work. So about two weeks uh, in total so far. Two weeks, wow. And so no, uh, no outside. You guys take walks a bit outside. Uh. Yeah. Um, so the guidelines so far are to stay, I think, about six feet away from others, that sort of thing. Not go out to restaurants, not go out to bars. Um, the requests for things as far as distancing have increased as numbers and statistics have changed related to the virus itself. But for me, I have um, taken walks outside in the neighborhood every day for about 30 minutes. That's one of the things that I've been trying to do uh, as a coping mechanism. Um, And um, that time outside is just a safe time for me to sort of um, let go of some of the stress of otherwise being in the house all the time. (laughs) Yeah, get a little cabin fever a little little bit. bit. So you were setting up, uh, so obviously, you know, being in Seattle, we have, and uh, here, us being in Canada here, we have different uh, policies, different strategies. I think we're all, you know, there are some commonalities uh, between how we, um, with what we're, we're, with how we're responding to this. Um, how it, the, has this pandemic, has social distancing, self-isolation impacted your work in some way? I mean, I'm sure you're working from home now, but do you feel like is there a strain on it or is there a, a sense of insecurity with regards uh, to your job, for example? Right. I feel very lucky. Um, I will say I have a lot of friends in other work industries here that have recently been laid off temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a place that's pretty expensive to live, I think that's an added stress for a lot of people right now. I feel mm-hmm. very lucky to be able to work at home. Um, I do feel very isolated when I'm working at home, even with Skype and other things that we use. Um, I really thrive from being with my team and I didn't realize how important those people were to me until this really started. Um, so I'm very grateful for the work at home, uh, from the financial aspect, from the stability aspect, mm-hmm. but it's also opened my eyes as to how much I really care about the people that I've worked with um, and how much I miss those people every day. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize, you know, what's that, what's that saying where you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone. Yeah. You don't realize what you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and during the self-isolation and you're like, 
it's 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 almost unreal like you're watching a movie uh or a dream and you wake up in the morning it's like was it a dream and then no it's this is the reality right now and um right. you know me being uh an in-home personal fitness coach now i'm fortunate enough i'm able to do a lot of online training i'm lucky i'm blessed that i have a lot of my athletes accept um online training as we go uh as we weather the storm but you do miss that one-on-one attention because being in my industry and that line of work and line of work especially even therapy you know where it's just talking you can do uh zoom or facetime but there's something about that personal touch that personal connection that proximity connection uh that makes a whole lot of difference um and strengthens the bond and yeah i'm missing that too and i'm you know just missing out hanging out just going out without scare um yeah. and how how's the family how's the family doing like yeah i know you, you have two uh beautiful children beautiful girls uh yeah. how are they um handling all of this they are doing their best um i think a lot of parents struggle because for many people at least where i live um school is not just school it's it's also um Childcare. I say that because mm-hmm. it shouldn't really be that way, but that's kind of the reality. I'm just going to be straight up about it. I mean, um, my ability to work generally and not spend all the money I have from working, uh, a lot of that is in part to the fact that they're at school all the time. Um, and so I have to be very careful to make sure um, that they are not aware that it's stressful for me to be working while they're here. And I think that that's really important to say because um, they're going through a shift too. And so, um, you know, I've been trying to make sure that they have study packets, um, educational games. I'm a tablet mom. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. They have their little tablets, but I try and make it so that they're still learning. If we're cooking, that they're learning, that we're reading. but it's definitely impacted them. My oldest has a hard time at bedtime um, and has been a little bit teary and misses her favorite teacher, misses her friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And my younger one who has a different personality as a lot of our kids do um, has acted out a little bit more and um, they've had a huge uh, schedule shift as have I, as have parents out there all over the place. And so um, I'm very aware, um, still trying to figure out the best methods for helping them. Um, but I'm just trying to do what I would do for anyone else, which is listen and, and love them and just let them know that it's not their fault, um, that they will eventually get to go back to school and see their friends, um, and, and that they're going to be okay. And I think it's important because they pick up on so much and so in my moments of, of panic or fear, if you will, um, one of the reasons I try so hard right now to do better for myself is also because my reactions impact them directly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a challenge for everybody of every age right now, even the little ones, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm totally uh, empathizing with you right now because you know what. Uh, my kids too. Our kids are roughly the same age, right? Yes. Both of them. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the oldest one is same thing. She's more, she's more aware and, and the emotions kick in a little bit more. And it's just, you know, but you're right. We got to set the example as parents, you know, uh, we have to be mindful. All right. Mindful and resilient. We have to be mindfully resilient in a case like this for our kids. Um, yeah, there's a reason why I called it the mindfully resilient podcast, right? Uh, we have to be mindfully resilient for our children, you know, not just for ourselves and, you know, to make, be strong, but for those who look up to us and yeah. our kids model after us. There are times you see it on a regular day, they say something and your jaw just drops, but then you think about it and you realize, Oh, I said that last week. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in here, this is the perfect opportunity to develop that strength. You know, we, we do everything for our children and, you know, we do anything, we protect them. And this is a time where we're going to see it's going to be hard. You know, we're, we're going to protect them yeah. physically, but we need to protect them emotionally as well. So, yes. you know, obviously teaching them you know, still trying to maintain some sort of routine at home, like what you're doing with schooling, the learning packets, um, the cooking. And I was going to say, like, cooking is great. This is an opportunity to teach our children life skills. We have more time, you know, to teach them yeah. life skills. So cooking, um, changing the oil in the car, <laughs> if you want to do right. that. No, really. Yeah. Yeah. If you it, have an older it, child. It makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. First. Uh, you know, and some gardening too, to be outside. Uh, I mean, here, I like... Here in, in Toronto right now, as I'm as we're recording this, it is a chilly minus 15 degrees Celsius. So yesterday we were blessed with warm weather, with uh, West Coast style winter weather, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 40, 50. No, I'd say maybe in the 50s. And now we just we wake up in the morning, everything's frosted up. So, oh but when it's warm outside, no, spend time outside to do things outside. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, like uh, you got to find the small things and um, yeah. work with what you have as well, right? What do you have in your control? Mm -hmm. So that's great. You got that going on. And how's you know, your, your, your husband doing on all this? He's good. Um, also work at home. So um there's a lot of balance. Where do two different people work at home? Where do you take phone calls? Um, how do you do your meetings? That sort of thing. Um, so it, it's a big balance. I mean, it's definitely, it's a shift for everybody. Um, everyone reacts to change differently. Yeah. And so um, I think it's going to take a lot of communication for people to, to be able to figure out what works for them individually and also together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I keep on saying it. I think in the, in the last interview I said it, and in the first interview of this podcast, I said it, I, you know, this is social distancing, but we also, we're also social connecting. Um, okay. And we've got, you know, it's not just, it's internally as well. So with our kids, our, uh, our, our spouses, uh, there's a little one right there. Um, <laughs> so for those of you listening to the podcast, Rachel just got a little visitor <laughs> in the room. Um, so, so yeah. And so I, like I see you, you got this, you're maintaining some form of normalcy, I know with the homeschooling, the, uh, the workouts, the walks as well. Are you getting in any hard, high intensity workouts in? Cause I know you do roller um, derby too. 
Yeah. So I, um, I do do roller derby. I had an injury within the last year. So I've been coaching rather than, um, actively skating. But, uh, what's interesting about this for me is I have been more frequently working out, um, outside, but the way I approach my workouts has completely changed. Um, so, um, I guess a good example of that would be, um, I put a lot of pressure to do those high intensity workouts. Whereas right now, because I'm a little bit more emotionally drained, I'm focusing more on, um, frequency. Mm-hmm. And so if, if 30 minutes is going to be what works for me, um, and it's not going to stress me out and it's going to, um, impact me in a more positive way, that's going to be my focus. Okay. So I'm definitely getting good workouts in, heart rate up, that kind of thing. But I'm being a lot more mindful as to what sort of exercise am I doing? Um, is it making me feel good? Is it stressing me out? If not, maybe I need to evaluate how I'm doing it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and your nutrition is good as well as, we're, as you're keeping yourself at home? Or do you find that right. challenging? Um, I will say, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with the listeners. It's 50, 50 for me. Um, I think a lot of people probably feel that way. I have moments where I feel super resilient and strong. And I have other times right now where I am, um, completely overwhelmed. And so about four days ago, I wrote everything down, um, and just said, okay, what is in my control and what is not in my control? and what can I actually be doing right now that's sort of reasonable and paying attention to what I was eating and how I was um, working out were those two of the things that I had written down. So um, I am focusing on eating healthy consciously, I would say, making sure that I'm eating at the right times and stuff like that. Um, Again, a little bit more self-forgiveness than I think I've given myself in the past but also being very aware of, of those little changes. Am I sleeping more? Am I sleeping less? Am I eating the same way? Um, am I getting out when I need to get out? Just really taking a little bit of time at the end of the day, like self-evaluating mm-hmm. um, and definitely trying to be more self-forgiving in, in the moments where I'm not at my best for okay. sure. Yeah. And I think, I think in a lot of, in a lot of cases like that, you need to, you have to give yourself that self-forgiveness, um, uh, but also be uh, mindful at the same time, right? It's, it's really right. weird. It's, it's a paradox, you know, like you want to give yourself forgiving, but you want to uh, just also be self-aware of what's your, how you're feeling your body and how you're feeling your mind as well. And right, how you're, for sure. And how you're, you know, maintaining it. Um, that's why I highly recommend even mindful meditation um, mm-hmm. is a great, great, uh, tool to, uh, help. How would I say it? Work with your thoughts, work with your emotions. A lot of us, we, the reason why we get angry, we express, uh, how would I say it? Behaviors of, you know, like expressions of anger, or, um, is because we're, we're, we're working against it. If we work with mm-hmm. it, understand the emotion, you know, we yeah. can say, okay, this is what's happening. Let's talk about it. You have that self-dialogue and then you let it go. 
And it's just, it's, that's how mindfulness, it's not about, you know, how you see the Buddhist monks meditate or whatever. Mindful meditation is just a way of focusing on the present moment and understanding what's going through your mind, through your body in order to say, okay, this is what's happening. Let's put it to the side now. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, um, finally, finally, for those, you know, uh, you know, you've had inspiring, you know, your story, first of all, has been inspiring. I mean, um, it's a great example of what a family is going through right now uh, amidst this uh, crazy pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for those feeling stuck, for those listeners out there or viewers um, who are feeling stuck or or who are just coming back from vacation, especially, let's say, Florida, those spring yeah. breakers, I, I don't know <laughs> what they were thinking, um, you know, and, but, you know, some, you know, there's circumstances, especially people, snowbirds who are coming in as early as they can, as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and they feel lost. They feel stuck They're They don't know what's going on. And, you know, obviously they have this anxiety, this panic as soon as they land. Um, when they get back home and start self-isolation, what message would you say to them to comfort them, to put their minds at ease? Um, gosh, that's a big one. <laughs> I would say um, self, be self-forgiving. Um, understand that no matter what your background is right now, we're all sort of going through this together. Um, mm. Even though we all have different lifestyles. We are all experiencing something pretty much at the same time right now that is both in some ways out of our control and also completely new. Um, For me, coping has been helpful by going outside as a lot of activities right now are inside. Um, Even if it's as simple as just sitting on the front porch, it doesn't have to be you know, going on a huge hike somewhere. It's just physically moving my environment, I think can be very helpful. Um, Mindful meditation is very helpful. For me, I have um, counseling sessions that I actually do by Zoom or Skype. Um, I don't know in Canada if that's as readily available, but here it is an available format. And so being able to continue um, or for someone who needs it to start something like that right now, it is available by distance to have someone to talk to um, with that professional expertise when you're having harder moments. Um, I think ultimately my message would be, though, that you're not alone and that just because we're all people that are different people maybe we're not talking about it, but we're all in it together. And, and sometimes just knowing that is what's the most important thing. Um, and just be kind to yourself. Um, be kind to the people around you. Um, what do they They say this, this too shall pass. Is that what a, an old saying is, but, but it will. And I, I do try and focus on, what could be good that comes out of this? Mm-hmm. We're seeing people that have not had the opportunity to work at home now work at home. 
we are taking more compassion and consideration towards the value of people in positions that we didn't always appreciate, like grocery store workers, um, healthcare workers, um, 911 operators, that sort of thing. Like there are people that maybe we should have been paying more attention to and appreciative of. Um, we're spending more time outside. Uh, I see more families together. I see more people paying more attention to the friendships that they have and trying to make those connections again. Um, so I think focusing on those positive things is also very helpful right now, knowing that even though it's a really hard time, we can take positive lessons together and move forward with those lessons and maybe really learn something um, as a much larger community than we have in a very, very long time. And that is sort of the hope that I'm holding on to right now. Um, but I'm human just like everybody else. Um, mm. I am standing in one room moving because the kids are in the other <laughs> room. I mean, I'm just, just like everybody else right now. Um, so I don't say that in a way where things are just great for me. It's, it's, it's a learning process. It's really hard. And, um, and we're all in it together. And I think that's what matters the most. Excellent. Excellent message. Thank you very much. I'm, and I'm sure like there's some smiles on other people's faces as, uh, as they were listening to your message. Um, yeah, we're all in this together and with challenge, you know, it, there's always adversity, there's always challenge, but through challenge, that's how we grow. Um, and, um, you know, in life, we've always had those obstacles. Um, you notice how, you know, the first time you're riding your bike, you fell down. That was a challenge. You didn't know how to ride your bike. You fell down, hurt yourself, but you got back up again and yeah. you, you went and no, look, look, you know, like people, you're riding your bike uh, like a pro, right? After mm -hmm. a week of practice, I mean, rollers, you know, you do roller derby, I'm sure roller skating, you know, especially on those four wheels, you know, like that, yes. it's hard. You're not used to it. And then you, you, you practice, keep on practicing. And even this, you know, um, just practicing the little things, uh, the more you do it develops, you know, you develop a habit and, before you know it, it's, you know, it's, it's life. Um, yes. I know, but what we have to our benefit is that we are humans and we can adapt. And, we can. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think um, one more thing I want to say before we wrap up for sure is, you know, being someone who knows that I have anxiety, um, which I think a lot of people have, maybe they don't have it on the same levels, but um, we all have things that we struggle with, right? But I, I was thinking yesterday in particular in a, in a harder moment, um, I 50% of the time right now, very hopeful thinking about those positive things. And the other half the time, I'm, I'm alternating between two things. One is what's going to happen to people around me right now? And the other is, have I spent so much time in my life in general worrying um, fearful about different situations that come up like this, that I've wasted a whole bunch of time. Um, and I only put that out there because I feel like one of the biggest changes that will happen for me potentially, and maybe for other people too, is realizing that uh, our time is precious. And so we can start to learn from this by rewriting how we use our time as well mm -hmm. and really focusing on what makes us happy um, 
and how to make our lives the most fulfilling lives possible. So um, I mean that in a very, very positive way for sure. But it's just something that maybe people might be thinking about moving forward is, um, yeah, it's scary, but like we truly can make our lives more positive and moving forward. Oh man. Beautifully said, beautifully said. All right. So we got a smile. We got a smile through all this. Show some teeth. Um, spread that positivity because you know smile is contagious. We all know that. Uh, so if somebody's not <laughs> smiling, smile time. at them. Yeah. <laughs> smile at them. Uh, tell a joke or two. Turn off the news. Whatever you know, whatever you do, yes. just get that smile going. Well, Rachel, thank you very much. I want to wish you and your family uh, some good health and to stay safe out there. And you know, we'll emerge through this more resilient together. Absolutely. I hope everyone does well. I really do. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, Patrick, how's it going, my man? Great, great. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Well, thank you for joining. I'm, I'm doing great, considering this, considering what's going on right now, you know, trying to keep, the, keep myself from going insane. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much once again for participating, um, in this conversation, this candid conversation, a mini version of coffee with coach, so to speak for the mindfully resilient podcast. So I truly appreciate it. Um, so before we begin, because I just called it a mini coffee with coach, who is Patrick? Well, how long do you have? Um, uh, Patrick is a, uh, fitness instructor, personal trainer, master trainer. Uh, I've been in the fitness industry for uh, over 15 years. Uh, I'm from Nova Scotia originally. I live in Ontario now. Nice. Um, and yeah, I just been, uh, I was always uh, exposed to fitness, I guess. My uh, my mom is a trainer and instructor, was always uh, involved. Um, but I really caught, got into it uh, in university. Uh, growing up, I was more into sports than fitness itself. Um, but in university, uh, my original goal, I took kinesiology to be a teacher. Uh, and then took some fitness courses. Um, I think they were part of an elective. Um, anyway, I took some really, uh, really loved the content, really loved the, the professors, um, and, uh, went kind of that route with it. And then I got certified as an instructor. Um, and, uh, some, a lot of people, uh, that know me now would find this hard to believe, but I was very shy and uh, quiet as a, as a kid, um, very introverted. And now I don't usually, uh, stop. So, uh, <laughs> uh, when I, when I get certified though, I remember a professor saying, you know what, I think this will be a, a big, uh, big step for you because it's going to get you over that hurdle. Cause you're going to have to come out of your shell and, uh, and have more uh, confidence and be comfortable in front of these groups. And sure enough, um, getting certified and, and learning that I had to do a practical exam and practicing for that practical and doing some teaching and realizing that I could, um, be myself and, and make my kind of sarcastic jokes and different things and people would enjoy them and, and kind of feed off that almost, it, it really put me over the top. So, uh, like I said, since then I've been going nonstop. Um, I had the privilege to work for the Canadian armed forces for 10 years, oh, wow. um, as a fitness instructor, uh, and trainer and a recreation coordinator. Uh, I was able to go to Afghanistan for six months and, and, uh, train the troops over there and support wow. them with sports and programs. So how was that by the way? Oh, it was amazing. It was, uh, it was such a fulfilling experience. And it's funny. I was talking to someone about it, um, yesterday and this hopefully doesn't spoil your format, but, um, one of the, the main takeaways I had from that was, 
uh, not to sweat the small stuff. Uh, we were limited in resources. It was hard to get things that we needed. Um, some stuff just didn't work because of where we were. Um, but we just learned to deal with it and go and move on and take what we had and appreciate it. And I find that feeling is really coming back lately because we're kind of limited, obviously not to that extent. Um, but things are limited. Things are a little more closed down, obviously. Um, so just trying to kind of roll with things. And they used to say max flex, max flexibility. Your day is going to change or things will come up. Just deal with them as best you can and move on. And I find that's really um, pertinent now for what's going on. Um, but yeah, it was such a fulfilling experience. And, and I had a great manager over there. Um, and really looking back on my time, that's, that's my favorite time in the company that I was with for over 10 years. Um, just the, the lifelong friends and experiences and, um, just again, just the kind of the mindset and the shaping it did to me, uh, tell me grow that much more as a person, uh, that I find is sort of, um, I, I feel, I hope anyway, uh, helping me right now get through some of this stuff because of some of what I dealt with over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously not to the extent that our, our troops did, but. Uh, again, using those life experiences to to help me go forward. Yeah, every little every little bit, uh, every lesson that we've learned in life, and for those who have lived through uh, SARS and other other not just necessarily illnesses, but like or diseases, viruses, outbreaks, but other scenarios in life um, where we had to restrict ourselves. I think it, it created these. It's it's created kind of like a foundation for what we're going through now. Mm -hmm, for sure. And that's what, that's what life is. I mean, every day, every, every moment in our lives is a foundation for something down the road. And we don't know what it is, but, you know, when it shows up, we're ready for it. We recognize it. And then we learn, we, we learn to remember how to respond to those situations versus uh, react to them. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that experience, by the way, like that's amazing um, mm -hmm. just to be around um, those guys uh, overseas, you know, our, our fellow troops and, uh, and you, you grow a stronger appreciation for what they do and uh, what you know what they go through as well, right? Mm -hmm. I found for me, I didn't uh, I didn't come from a military background. Um, I had friends who had parents in the in the Navy when I was young. Our town was a military town, but it shut down uh, when I was quite young. So, um, but mm -hmm. I didn't really have any any family involvement. So for me to uh, after what was I uh, three three years, three and a half years in the company to get to go over there. Uh, yeah, it really gave me an appreciation and really an understanding of what they have to go through when they're deployed and mm -hmm. what they're kind of dealing with. So, um, yeah, it really, it helped me when I came back to Canada to work. Um, I was able to better understand what they needed and they were, uh, they understood that I knew what they needed. Uh, sometimes because I was a civilian, that connection wasn't always very strong between us and the military because we don't, know what they need or know what they're gone through. Um, and again, it wasn't the same extent, but being over there and going through that, um, it gave me almost a little bit more um, respect, I guess, from the military, knowing that, oh, he's not just here to, to do a job and go home. He is involved and, and has been over there where we go and, and knows what it's like. So um, it helped me uh, plan, but also helped me be a little more received as uh, well-received from people as well. Oh, well, that's good. It's excellent. And yeah, no, really, really a good time um, to be uh, ha having that kind of um, that knowledge, that experience mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Now, I'm going to. Um, so let's take a step back. Let's go deeper now with who you are, because, you know, we talk about career. You talk about you just talk about your experience, your journey. Mm -hmm. What is your purpose? What makes you, quote unquote, a fire breathing dragon? <laughs> 
Um, I think for me right now, it's uh, getting people, uh, uh, how do I say it, more uh, prepared for what they need to do uh, every day. So uh, when I worked for the military, our mandate was operationally ready. So that if something came up, the idea was the troops were ready to respond. If there is a flood somewhere, they have to go help. If there's a, a peacekeeping mission, if there's wartime, whatever, the, the, the idea was that they're fit to fight, essentially, or fit to work. Uh, so I've taken that and put a little spin on it. I call it operationally fit. So my goal is, and my purpose for people is to help them be um, as fit as possible to do the daily activities they have to do. So whether it's work goals, if it's family goals, if it's uh, health goals, if it's sports, um, really taking a look at everything they have going on uh, and then really helping them work towards that to, to be at their best potential and to be able to do the things they have to do, but still have the energy to come home and spend time with the kids and, and play right. and meal prep for the next day and that sort of thing. Um, and I find I'm at a point now um, where I'm giving, I want to give back. Uh, so I know both of us have, have uh, looked at presenting and, and things. Um, I feel for me, I went through that in recreation. I, I took uh, summer camps and things as a kid. When I was in university, I worked for a rec program and I did it for the military. And I found that was sort of a way for me to give back to what uh, other counselors and stuff they given to me. And I feel that in the fitness industry, I'm sort of there now too. I, I, uh, I taught at a college for a couple semesters uh, and I'm a master trainer for two companies and I'm trying to present more. And I feel like uh, I want to give back to the industry as well as, as clients to make sure things progress forward and, and just try to spread the message like you and, and all the other great trainers we're affiliated with um, just to make people more healthy um, so that we can um, perform our everyday activities. Uh, and then also if something like this uh, comes up, we can better respond to it and handle it better and uh, hopefully avoid um, the sickness and things that come with that because we're prepared and we're ready for that. That's, that's noble. That's, it's definitely noble, man, because, you know, uh, being a, uh, you know, being a fitness professional, you know, it's not, it's not always glamorous, right? But if mm -hmm. we do it for the right, we're doing it for the right reasons. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's rewarding um, to see the, just to observe the impact that uh, we we create for our athletes, for the people around us, even if they're not our paying athletes, create that impact. You know, even doing these FB lives that you're, you're doing these uh, Facebook lives and IG lives. So for you listeners out there, Patrick Savuri mm -hmm. is doing some uh, great live workouts right now during this time of self-isolation and uh, social distancing. Um, so yeah, no, and it's it's quite. You see the response, and it's 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 pre, it's overwhelming, but it's beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. And everybody's out there. We're in it together as a family. And fit, and, you know, there's a reason why we call ourselves the Fit Fam, right? You know, we're all That's supporting right, yeah. each other. And you know, right now we need to support each other more than ever um, through this. So speaking of self isolation, when did you start self isolating? <laughs> um, well, I've always kind of self isolated time to time. It's uh. <laughs> uh, li like my quiet time sometimes as well, but, um, cause I start, I guess, uh, I would have started on the Tuesday, uh, of this, this week. So, uh, Monday was sort of my, um, last shift, I guess you'd say, um, okay. a smaller gym I work at, uh, tried to stay open as long as they could just because, um, our numbers were okay with, uh, the gatherings and things like that. But then it just, uh, in the state of emergency and all that kind of went on, it sort of went, uh, down. Uh, down and they just said you know what let's just shut it down and, and comply sort of thing so um it's kind of been since 
so four or five days, I guess, um, uh, that I've been kind of, uh, self-isolating and hanging out. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm doing okay so far. <laughs> uh, I took a couple of days, honestly, just to kind of let things, uh, sink in and, and learn more about what was going on. <clears throat> uh, I was staying up to date, but I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big news watcher. Um, Good. I find it's a, yeah, <laughs> I know it's, uh, it's, I just find it draining and I'm even, uh, I work at a, uh, one of the gyms I work at, um, had the TVs over the cardio equipment and I can see that from my office and one of them has news on it and I can't even hear what's being said, but just seeing those red letters scroll and all that stuff and just looking up at it once in a while, I find it really, uh, draining. So I kind of, I have an L desk luckily. So I turn and kind of work this way to not see the TV the whole time. So, um, yeah, it was just, for me, I found, I just took a couple of days to, uh, let, like I said, let things sink in. Uh, listen to what was going on. Um, I tried to find the the source and the routine of getting information that worked uh, for me. Uh, and then I just tried to um, just kind of get myself organized. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought of it as a way to um, really grow and expand myself in ways I've wanted to. Um, but I found uh, like a lot of us, um, we say uh, there isn't, there hasn't been the time to do that. And I kind of saw it as, well, now I've got time. Uh, I'm not going to shifts. Um, uh, I'm not going to classes to teach. I'm not training clients. So now I've got that time where I'm home. Uh, so now's the time to make the most of it. So I'm trying to uh, put some plans in place and put some uh, of those to-do lists I've had uh, set up, get those in order, and then trying to plug away at some things uh, as I go. And then uh, I just I saw everyone... Um, kind of setting up these Facebook and Instagram lives and sharing their message. And, and, uh, as, uh, as you know, and as any other trainers, uh, listening in know you, you miss that if you're not sharing the message and for teaching or coaching, uh, from that aspect. And I was really missing it, uh, even though it was just a couple of days. Um, so I, I got my, uh, my home gym, uh, finally <laughs> sort of set up that I've been meaning to for a while. I get enough space for to run some videos and, uh, today was my third day of doing uh, Facebook live workouts. Uh, and I did one night, a uh, uh, kind of a more talking head sort of, uh, information session and, uh, had a pretty good turnout and response from those. So I've been doing those uh, each evening as well. So trying to share a bit of movement and a bit of a message, uh, and just ways to kind of, um, deal with some of this stuff. It's things we deal with kind of every day. Um, but just kind of notching it up to a little more of a, uh, conscious level i guess to really um, overturn the isolation and this this potential to just sit and get lost in things all day and um again i've had bad days too where i've just kind of sitting and taking it in and and then other days where i feel really great and i pushed through it so uh, it was a bit of a learning like i said a learning process and like it's really um i think yesterday i just had that click where uh oh this reminds me of of overseas of we're limited, you know, again, not as limited as we were there and the situation's different, but, um, things are restricted. Things are limited. Uh, we can't get out to interact with each other in person. Um, so okay. let's make the most of the situation and have that max flex kind of attitude of pushing forward and doing what we can and, and really taking that responsibility, uh, like you have and so many other of our colleagues of trying to, to lead people and to keep them uh, healthy or improve their health or just like we're trying to do or I'm trying to do with things, maybe now's the time that they've always wanted to lose 10 pounds or start a workout program or learn uh, an exercise modality. And now they have the time. So uh, let's Mm -hmm. provide those resources to them. 
Yeah, I, I, that's what I've noticed as well. And that's great. I mean, we you know we got to do as much as we can if it's still, you know, with our clients paying, um, doing, you know, through remote work or teaching free online classes. I mean, we're doing it as a community. We're not, it's not just localized. It's a global thing, right? So mm-hmm. we all got to step in and do our part as much as we can. And so I noticed, so like your, 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 your gym, you, is it your gym or is it you work for somebody? Uh, yes, <laughs> it's uh, a bit of both. Um, I'm at a couple different gyms and I have my own business. So I'm do some contract work, uh, and then just trying to gradually make that progression to uh, a little more my own stuff. And then a little bit of gyms here and there to kind of sprinkle some stuff in. So, mm-hmm. and do you feel like, so it definitely has impacted, uh, your, this whole COVID-19 has impacted your work, your family life, your routines. And, um, and I see you're, you really working you're putting you're dialing it in you're dialing in your routines as much as you can in order to maintain uh um just some sort of normalcy right yeah sanity (laughs) if you want to put it that way um are you still able to um without going to specifics but still generate still able to generate some sort of um income while this is going on while we're while the population's practicing self-isolation um yeah some, somewhat uh, my focus uh, again has been a little more um i guess outreach right now and mm-hmm. uh brand exposure because i i found i wasn't doing that as much as i wanted to beforehand um just because my schedule was kind of sort of all over the place so um i've sort of like again focused a little more on the exposure side of it right now uh and then um fortunately um the gyms i've been at are uh, <clears throat> for the most part offering compensation at least temporarily uh, mm-hmm. while they can so I, I can uh, have that to, to sort of fall back on and then looking into the the government's offering uh, to see what help is out there as well um, but yeah the hope was to just kind of uh, share the message uh, grow the brand and then the idea being I, I was in the process of um, kind of finalizing uh, spring and summer programming that I was going to run anyway mm-hmm. um, so the the hope and thought is that uh, as I start to promote that and things have cleared up um, then the people that I've sort of built on here, um, with this following that are local will want to continue on with me. Uh, and those that are, um, I've been fortunate enough. I'm not even sure how, but I've had, uh, Europeans and, and people from Dubai, it's all my videos and, uh, people in the U S have tuned in. So, um, if those people want to continue on, then I'm looking at, uh, finally, which has been in the works for a while as well, setting up online, uh, portals where they can do some. Uh, coaching and training with me from their home, even though we're, we're a little ways away from each other. So um, that's sort of my, I guess, my goal on the other side of this. Uh, I'm thinking of reaching out to some clients that I was training before this happened uh, and just offering the, the online service um, and just trying to work within the parameters of what, um, what the gym has, has offered them, I guess, as far as programming and rates and that sort of thing. Uh, because I am at a few different clubs and each club is a little different on, on how they figure out their, their things. So um, that's probably uh, next week is uh, uh-huh. getting that out and reaching out to some clients. But uh, again, with fortunately for me with having some of the income uh, remain steady, uh, that let me kind of focus on just the brand awareness and mission right now. And then uh, hopefully progress on from there as this uh, either continues on for the next little bit uh, and, or on the other side of it as well. Okay. And 
That's that's great. I mean, uh, you got to keep going, right? You know, like we have that line, no excuses. <laughs> this is really putting it into effect right now. Yeah. And how's how's your family doing? How's your family handling it in terms of homeschooling? Because I know you have children, and um, mm-hmm. how's that uh, impacted them? Are you finding it um, like how would I say it? Are you are you finding challenges in continuing their homes, like just teaching, to continue the learning, like make sure things you know they still have some sort of routine as well for the. Yeah, it's, it was a, a little tricky there. Uh, they were actually away for a couple of days at the first of it. So I had I was house to myself. So uh, it was nice just to get things situated. And like I said, take those couple of days and, and get um, myself in order and kind of what I wanted to do. And then now trying to just uh, get back into that routine with them. So um, just getting things as routine as we can, as far as meals, um, trying to make sure we're educational things are, are, are on or in the, the area for her. Um, they're pretty good at uh, being motivated to learn anyway, uh, to, or to try things. So we read lots of books and do lots of artwork and uh, trying to mention um, little math problems and different things, just everyday things that kind of uh, introduce it, but not have it too super structured for them uh, as well. So um, yeah, it was a little, a little, awkward at first and just trying to get things in. They kind of took their couple of days to get back into the routine of things, but now uh, we're all back. Uh, we're all in our routines. I think from today on it'll be a little more structured. And actually I have a, a friend of mine was on one of my lives and uh, he said his family, they reinforce recess. So they keep the school schedule whenever his kids would go on recess, they do mm-hmm. that as a family and they have a little break and they have a treat or something and they go outside and play for a little fresh air break and then they come back in. So little things like that too, I think will uh, help as well just to keep it a little more, um, like you said, routine and familiar. Uh, it'll be interesting when they go back to school, uh, how excited they'll actually be uh, after three weeks off. So I think I assume for us, that'll be kind of the bigger uh, mm-hmm. uh, struggle in the end is just getting them back because my daughter's four. So she's in JK. So yeah. uh, my son's 14. So he's a little, uh, a little easier to, to handle with it and, and work through it. But um, my daughter, I think is that routine is going to be different for three weeks. And, and just like, I'm sure with your kids having them go back, it's going to be a little, a little bit of a, well, it's, it's going to be hard to explain. Yeah. And it's going to be an if and when now at this point, it's an if and when. Yeah. So at the time of recording this podcast, it's March 21st. And uh, yeah, we know we all thought it's going to be an extra two weeks following spring break to, Give those guys who decided to go to Florida and <laughs> travel to come back and self-isolate. But, um, you know, the way things are going, and I'm not following the news that much now because, as I mentioned earlier, because it just, it just brings that mindset down. And yeah. um, But uh, from what I hear, you know, there is like, it's kind of like, you know, going for a little harder. It's full force now. So it might be, uh, we might be out of, out of school a little longer. Um mm. So that's that's kind of like a, a tricky bit, but fortunately, my my kids, uh, my daughter, my youngest, is still in uh, I'll say uh, in a nursery, and but they're doing online, they're doing YouTube videos and online training. All the teachers oh, from their nice. homes are doing videos and showing, you know, doing the lessons as normal as they would. I mean, in, in nursery, you're pretty much playing most of the time, but like we're trying to give them arts yeah. and crafts activities, and that's what we're doing. My oldest, she's um, you know she's in grade one and. You know, there's sort of some things that we need to ensure that she still learns. Like we're talking, you know, like talking about math. We're talking about reading and um, mm-hmm. so stuff like. So you know, we're not we're not following the schedule to 
you know, to the T, but we're still making sure we're incorporating a good amount every day, even on the weekends. It's my daughter's spring break too, but we're still, making, <laughs> you know, yeah. still giving her some uh, stuff and, you know, it's an opportunity to bond as well. And that's what I find about this is that, and I mentioned uh, in a post recently that it's, it's odd that how social distancing is a catalyst for social connecting and, uh, um, yeah. And even bonding with the family members, and I think I think for a lot of us, and for you as well, I mean that's what's getting keeping our minds uh, stable and keeping our sanity is that so you know trying to build that bond or working on not trying but like enforcing that bond with the family and to show your kids resilience. I think that's an, that's important as well. <clears throat> and um, so I think too yeah. having the uh, sorry yeah to have the like you said the resiliency uh, to go through something like this and to know how to. Uh, hopefully respond to this where it's not a panic and a, not a, a fear thing that it's it's responding with confidence and having a plan and and a process and and trying to trust what you have in place already uh, to go through some of this stuff so that if it does come up again or the next thing that comes up uh, whatever that happens to be then we can better um, respond to it and handle it and uh, thinking of your of your spring break how you said it's the girl's spring break but they're doing work uh, maybe this will be the way to get uh, people to actually do work when they go on spring break. Because uh, I know when I was in school on reading weeks or, or spring break, we always had intentions to get those projects done and get those assignments. And then we went off for that weekend, barely anything got done. We were relaxing and taking our time. Uh, so maybe this would be a culture shift. So that over reading week, will, kids will actually get their work done and get <laughs> not be so stressed out when things are due. So I didn't have well, a reading week for me was, okay, I have this huge assignment coming up in three weeks. I'm doing it now. <laughs> you, know, you have more time. Um, yeah. I tried. My intentions were always good, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I always would wait until I took my time to relax and took my break. And then yeah. when I came back, I panicked and got it all done. So <laughs> exactly. That's what we all do, right? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're 19, 20 years old. That's it. We just react. It's a reactive uh, yeah. kind of mentality. Now, uh, final question, final question. Um, for those feeling stuck right now, for those, you know, they are, you know, living with a bit with anxiety right now. They're kind of lost. They're a bit in the dark and, uh, you know, or they're just coming back from that spring break from Florida and they have to go through self-isolation. Uh, and they're kind of not sure because we know anxiety comes from the unknown uh, future, right? We don't know what's going to happen. And that's why we panicked last week. And that's why all the toilet paper is gone. Uh, we all panic because we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, what would you say to those people, you know, who are feeling stuck, who are feeling anxious? What would you say to them to comfort them? Um, <clears throat> I would think I'd say uh, uh, this, this will pass um, is the, the big thing. This too shall pass. If you've heard uh, Todd's mention it or Brendan Burchard's kind of a, uh, a, a quote that, that comes up. Um, I, I believe it's it's kind of biblical as well, but um, everything has has passed that we've gone through before. Um, so this will pass as well. It's just a matter of um, focusing on what you're doing now. Um, the other night, I, tr- I tried to share the uh, the tip of uh, again looking back to Afghanistan time. <clears throat> be <clears throat> excuse me, alert and aware, um, but not dwell on things. Um, it's easier said than done, obviously, but, um, find that routine where you can stay informed, know what's going on. Um, but then distance yourself from, if it's the news, if it's printed news, whatever, um, 
just so you don't get sucked into that, that wormhole of over-information. Uh, and then that could lead to maybe uh, that anxiety or that uh, uncertainty or that fear, because then your mind starts to, to spin and whirl. And what if this, and what if that happens? So um, be alert, be aware. Um, so you know what's going on, you know how to handle certain things, but then distance yourself uh, from it. Um, get moving, regardless of what that is for you. If it's uh, walking up and down your, your stairs, uh, if it's doing one of these uh, live videos that are on all over the place right now, uh, find instructors you like and know, uh, or look around, look at Facebook and, and Instagram and YouTube and all these places. Um, there's lots of stuff out there right now. Find something that works for you and get moving. Um, cause movement helps us de-stress, um, both from what happens internally as far as hormones and things as, as Joseph, I'm sure has talked about here. Um, but also, uh, thinking internally when I coach a client, I try to really emphasize that they think about what they're doing. Uh, think about the movements, think about the muscles you're trying to use. And then that works two ways because it makes you more efficient at what you're doing. You get better results. But also I find it's a bit of a distraction where you kind of have to tune out the outside world because you're so focused on your inside self. Um, mm. So that gives you that mental break, at least of, again, hopefully not uh, thinking of things or dwelling on things too much. Um, and I've been trying to really uh, enforce, uh, uh, if it's possible, uh, get outside. Uh, where we're, we're not on lockdown uh, per se, as of yet. Hopefully we won't be. Um, it's isolation. So as long as you can social distance, <clears throat> if you're able to, um, even if you're isolating, um, I would think you should be able to get outside in the backyard, at least get some fresh air. Uh, I did a video from outside on the back step the other day, just to get into the outside, be in that fresh air, get the breeze and even just being out there for a couple minutes to get out of that stagnant inside air, get some fresh air, um, get a little a sun in your face. Um, yeah. and it just, just helps you feel a little better. And again, it's a nice way to kind of unwind depending where you are. Um, maybe you can be out in nature a little bit and just take some of that quietness in. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the main things. And I think to, um, a routine, um, mimic your day as best you can. So if you're working from home, uh, make that, make your day look like your work day as best you can. Obviously with kids home and stuff too, it's a little tricky sometimes. Um, so maybe just sit with your spokes and figure out your time or your schedules or kind of what you're going to do. Um, and then try to follow that routine, have your workouts plugged in there as well, have your work, have your, uh, your zoom calls and things booked into your schedule so that you can kind of work together to get those things in and have that routine. So, um, I suggested to some clients, uh, if you're working from home, uh, again, treat it like your work day, get up, do your normal routine at breakfast, shower, whatever, put on your work clothes, maybe, That'll get you in that mindset and then get to your workstation, try to have a, a set spot and then go there and, and plug away at your work and plan out your day, just like you would if you're at the office or, or whatever the case may be. So I think those are kind of the biggest tips I've tried to, to share and, and uh, hopefully will help others uh, kind of go through it. And also I'll throw, I keep saying I'm done, but I'll throw one more in. Um, <laughs> if you need to reach out, like uh, Joseph and I have just said, um, we're social distancing, but the social connection has become so much stronger with your family and friends. Uh, as of now, with uh, all this technology, it's working so far so good. Uh, reach out to someone, send a text, do a call, do a, a video chat, uh, write them a letter. Uh, really surprise them when they get mail and it's a handwritten letter. Um, just keep that connection going and those relationships strong, uh, especially if you feel you need that help. Reach out. Uh, maybe, again, it helps distract you for a little bit, get your mind off things. 
and uh, helps you kind of refocus and, and feel good or maybe just be reassured to know that someone else out there is uh, feeling the way you do <clears throat> going through it as well and then again it creates that community and that relatability uh, and I think that's so important right now even if it is uh, through distance uh, we still need community and we still need to support each other right amen to that I mean yeah that's uh, we need more than that uh, now than ever and yeah, please do not hesitate to reach out to anybody. Uh, it's like one of the most important things in order to keep your sanity, in order to know you are not alone. You may you know there are times where you feel lonely, but you are never alone. And um, so that is great. Uh, those are great words, Patrick. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, talking about connecting, how can people connect with you? You're doing these IG Lives, Facebook Lives. People want to do a workout with you in the morning. Where can they reach you? Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thanks for, again, for having me on and, and for the chance to share, uh, share the word with your listeners. Um, big fan of the show. So it's been nice to, to come on as a guest. I'm, uh, <laughs> this is my first time on a podcast. So, uh, thanks for that. Um, first for everything. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so yeah, anything, uh, Facebook, uh, and Instagram where I'm doing most of my lives and interaction. Um, so it's, uh, if you look up at P O Y B fit, or pat on your back, personal fitness. Uh, those will come up. So, and then Twitter is the same handle <clears throat> at P O Y B, like pat on your back and fit. <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, and the page will come up uh, that way. So, I'm doing my workouts uh, right now, 9 a.m. Eastern time, uh, and I go on around 6 uh, p.m. Eastern time for my informative, uh, again, talking head kind of uh, uh, info session. Uh, I try not to argue and be grumpy like some of the talking heads on TV. Uh, <laughs> but again, just to, just to pass on some knowledge and some tips and again, ways that we can uh, get through some of this stuff. But also uh, the goal hopefully is to use some of this stuff on the other side of all this and just keep that, uh, that lifestyle and that um, system in place so that when things return to quote normal, um, we have that system in place and we're going to be even better. Uh, on this side, on the other side of it, sorry, then we were going into all this stuff too. So um, mm. that's my challenge to your listeners. And, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing. Um, let's all get better and be better on the other side of this so that people don't even know what's going to hit them. We'll be get, get to them on the other side of all this. Awesome. Fantastic words. Well, thank you very much once again. And uh, hope you have a great day and we're all going to pull through this together. Yeah, I might, might appreciate it. And again, thanks for having me on and uh, all the best everyone reach out if you need to. And uh, let's, let's go uh, kick this on its tail. <laughs> awesome. I hope those stories made you smile, inspired you, or at least just reassured you that you got this. Each conversation had some amazing takeaways. You know, Candace encouraged that positive mindset. Rachel stressed the importance of maintaining connection. And Patrick talked about having a max flex attitude to adapt to the situation. You know, and these takeaways go well with the following strategies to ensure we thrive through this together. Strategy number one, stay positive. And in what way can we stay positive? By practicing an attitude of gratitude. Yes, practice an attitude of gratitude. Expressing gratitude even for the simplest of things can definitely put a smile on your face, make you feel happier. You know, increase contentment. So what are you grateful for today? Say it out loud so the universe hears it and you just spread that positive energy all over the place. Number two, connecting. 
Yeah, so although we are practicing social distancing for now, I hope, we can connect in so many other ways. Organize video chat parties with your friends or call, not text, call someone you haven't heard from in a while. Check in on them. Now, if you have kids, they are most likely home right now. So take the opportunity to bond with them, to nurture a strong relationship with them. Be present with them. Number three, work with what you have control over. So we may feel stuck due to the many restrictions or your work has been impacted. But ask yourself, what is in my control? If you're a personal trainer, you can still offer, can you still offer online training? Do you have control over your emotions? Can you take a step back and work with the emotion, understand it rather than working against it in an effort to reduce stress? This is where you're going to have to release perfection and embrace imperfection. Under the extreme ownership principle, prioritize and execute. Co-author of the book, Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win, Leif Babin wrote, and I quote, Countless problems compound in a snowball effect. Every challenge complex on it in its own right, each demanding attention. But a leader must remain calm and make the best decisions possible. To do this, SEAL combat leaders utilize, prioritize, and execute. We verbalize this principle with this direction. Relax, look around, make a call. End quote. Number four, maintain your physical health. This is important. Maintain your physical health. So first off, make sure you are consuming enough vitamins and minerals for your body and getting enough macronutrients for your system. So that includes protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Because we are self-isolating, a lot of us think we don't have we can't go outside. It's a reflex to stay inside. What happens? We are not getting that much needed sunlight that hits our skin and trans and, and which our bodies transform into vitamin D, which is vital for bone and tooth integrity, but is also vital for mental health. Research has shown that a deficiency in vitamin D has led to an increase in depression and in anxiety and stress. So make sure you're getting that vitamin D and go for a walk outside, go for a walk around the block, which is a great physical activity. And you are still practicing social distancing if you're walking around the block. You know, get in an, an in-home workout. Just because you're not at a gym doesn't mean you you working out stops. You know, go on Instagram and Facebook. There are so many fitness professionals hosting live broadcasts of their workouts. You can easily follow them and get a workout in. Heck, you could do one every day or do one in the morning and do one at night. You have your options. So there are no excuses now. Number five. Most importantly, maintain your mental health. Limit your consumption of the news to a max of an hour a day. And limit social media, please. The latter can be a blessing and a curse. You know, just understand that social media can be a game of broken telephone. And the information you read will most likely be inaccurate, overhyped, over-sensationalized. You know, so... What you give yourself would be anxiety. 
Do you really want that? Do you really want to increase your anxiety levels, your panic levels? You know, fun fact. Anxiety has led to the toilet paper, toilet paper shortage of 2020. That's true. Look it up. <laughs> Practice mindful meditation to help strengthen your resilience. And why not? Read a good book, good personal development book in the process. And heck, why not a podcast? There are so many great inspiring podcasts out there to increase your positivity, to keep your head up. You know, I can list a few right now if you want. You know, there are, there's the Todd Durkin Impact Show. There's the Brendan Burchard Show, the Brendan Show. Excellent podcast, but there's so many out there. I'm sure you'll find one that suits you the most. As told in an ancient Jewish folklore, highlighted, highlighted in an article written by Avi Solomon on Medium.com, This Too Shall Pass, tracing an ancient Jewish folktale, King Solomon once searched for a cure against depression. He assembled his wise men together. They meditated for a long time and gave him the following advice. Make yourself a ring and have thereon engraved the words, This too shall pass. The king carried out the advice. He had the ring made and wore it constantly. Every time he felt sad and depressed, he looked at the ring whereon his mood would change and he would feel cheerful. My friend, this too shall pass. We will weather the storm. We will emerge from this more resilient than ever together. So I hope you felt inspired and comforted in some way after listening to this very special episode of the Mindfully Resilient Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, please show your love for the show and give it a five-star rating and review. If you have a, a question or a comment, please send me a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or send me a voice message using the Anchor app. Most importantly, if you're looking for a coach to guide you through all of this, please don't hesitate to reach out. Now, we are riding a monster wave but we are riding it together to calmer waters. So keep your head up and do know that you are in my thoughts and prayers. And finally, always remember to live every day with joy, curiosity, and passion. Hey, hey.